You're listening to Playback, a Variety iHeartRadio podcast. I'm your host, Variety Awards editor Chris Tapley. Here's the <laughs> here's the iHeart the, the branding media. That's is that your oh the, you're the iHeart Radio and we, iHeart Media. We just did a partnership with iHeart and they're our distributor now. So a lot of people, a lot more people are listening now than used to be. Sure, cool. yeah. the world has gone podcast crazy. <laughs> I know. Knows I what know. he's doing. I know. <laughs> I like this nice nice broth. It's an aromatic broth. That's enough about that. Yeah. It's I heart water, it's I heart everything. You said your kids are how old? My kids are two and a half years years old. Charlie Ocean is two and a half. And River Joe is eleven months. Wow. Eleven months. You have kids? I have one, yeah. How old? He is what is he? He's about to be twenty one months. I guess. 21 so, months, almost two We're basically years, so. about to start talking in years, I guess. R- right, right. So almost two, two years old. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, talking yet at all? A little yeah. bit? Lots of, lots of words. Lots of words we can't quite understand, but I know right. he's saying something. Yeah, they they, they scat. They like the, the rebop. <laughs> yeah, that's totally true. Before I head out? I think we're good. We're good. We've taken a lot of good pictures. Where are they going to show up those pictures? Those are good. Variety, yeah. Online and and, and Instagram. I'm going to highlight. I got a hashtag Jeff Goldblum. I'm going to see. There you go. He took a lot too. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. Mm. So this is uh, about Chaplin. thirty minutes. Okay, we'll talk for perfect, it. perfect. So settle in. Chris Chaplin. How long you been doing this for? How long I've been doing this about. Started in September of 2016. September in 2016, yeah. a couple yeah. of years. So ago. I guess almost two years. Right around the same time as your baby was born. Yeah, he was born right before that. Right. My gosh, what's the name of the baby? Foster. That's a great name. Thank you, Foster Tapley. Foster Wayne. Tapley. Foster Wayne Tapley. Yeah. Oh, we I gave him my dad's nickname, uh, middle name and my middle name. The, 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 you and your dad have the same middle name, we and do. now the Just keeping the it third? going. Wayne. Wayne. Foster Wayne Tapley. Well, he sounds like a you know a novelist or some important yeah. uh, writer or a character in some kind of a yeah Foster film Wayne noir. Yeah, <laughs> Tapley. Yeah, like a millionaire billionaire <laughs> up gives, on the hill gives away millions to unsuspecting strangers every day. We we it came from uh, Citizen Kane actually Charles Foster Kane. So Charles Foster Kane, of course. Yeah. I love that movie. How many yeah. times have you seen that movie? So many. I, I've seen that a bunch too. I like Do you that. agree that you think it's the best movie ever made? Well, who, who am I? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the the best movie ever made. It's she's it's awful good. Paul Schrader, with whom I did a movie, he directed Adam Resurrected, uh, and I had a year to prepare. He, I said, hey, what movies are like the one we're about to do, or what? I, what are your favorite movies? I should sort of uh, just in an effort to bond. I didn't realize at that time that he's a master you know, um, student and teacher of cinema and the continuum of cinema. And he gave me, he wrote a great piece that you could find for film comment at the time uh, about the criteria that make a beautiful movie, why something is good. Mm -hmm. And um, 
And it's beautifully written. Then he gives you the 20 most important movies ever made and yeah. best movies, you know, et cetera, and, and for, then 40 and 60. And I saw all the ones on the uh, on the list. Uh, I think his first, his most important movie, best movie ever made, he says, is uh, Rules of the Game. That's a good one. That's a popular you like pick. That one? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then the second most uh, important movie to see was uh, Tokyo Story. Directors right. especially love Tokyo Story. I know. I think there's something I, about the naturalism, the performances they get. They, is that is yeah. that it? Uh, well, That's what I, I would saw. Say. It. I saw it a couple of times because they're all on Criterion, you know, and then mm-hmm. you can see the expert commentary, you know, and mm-hmm. kind of explain it to you. You can take a little course. Yeah. So I, I, I did. And now I see that, uh, speaking of Isle of Dogs, Wes, of course, is an also, you know, master student and teacher of mm-hmm. movies and uh like with Grand Budapest Hotel, where he had, where we all stayed, he had a room with a stack of uh, movies that he invited us to see that were kind of inspirations for that movie, mm-hmm. some of which I hadn't seen before. You know, I'd never seen Grand Hotel and uh, yeah. the original To Be or Not To Be and uh, things like that. Uh, even Bergman's The Silence. Do you know Bergman's The Silence? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, you know your movies. What I better. How, how, how'd you get it? What happened to you? You started out being a film buff? and I, uh, Yeah, you know, film school, moved to L.A., working in the industry as a journalist and, you know. 15 years now. Here no right. kidding. By that's, the way. That's one from where originally? If it's not obvious. Oh. We're talking to Jeff Goldblum today. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> we're recording. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 no, it's perfect. That's the kind of lead-in we love. Oh, uh, star of Isle of Dogs, which he just mentioned, Wes well, Anderson's new film. Well, a little part of it. It's got a, what a what cast. Yes. Do they know? Do you, you Have you seen the movie? I did. It's amazing. I want to hear all your thoughts about it. I think it's amazing, too. I think it's quite a masterpiece. His, his, you know. uh, well, you mentioned the actors. Let's start there, actually. We're, yeah, come on. Let's, I don't have this, a list in front of me. but I'll, I don't either, but he's got, he has this stable of actors oh, that just yeah. are repeating, and they keep coming, and they cross generations. And so I yes. kind of wonder, like, what is it – you've worked with him a couple of times. What yeah. is it? The appeal that he has for actors that they can, oh. you know, everyone from a Danny Glover to Greta Gerwig love yes. working with him. So, right, and, and everybody loves and would love to work with him. I'm sure. Um, well, he makes uh, brilliant movies. I mean, I think he makes a movie. The end of result of which is, you know, fantastical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you know, you can name a lot of actors with great careers but sometimes you can work uh, a lot and not be lucky enough to be in really really importantly good movies um i think his movies are uh so to be in something like isle of dogs you know uh, for me and i'll bet for other actors yeah that's the that's what you want to do not to mention that he's as delightful a person and artist and inspiring person as you'd ever hope to meet uh, and stylish and interesting and uh, brilliant a person. And then he's, you know, I think he admired Robert Altman with whom I'm, mm-hmm. with whom I worked a few times. I'm sure you know all of his mm-hmm. movies. And, and, um, and I think they remind me of each other in that uh, Mr. Altman uh, also wanted to make the 
experience of shooting the movie a kind of art piece in itself <laughs> you know he said the the result is the result but this is really the movie mm-hmm. just this reason to be together for us and to watch the dailies every night and to, and to and and to see the real movie which is the dailies our work every day mm-hmm. before we cut it up and gussy it up into something you know so in the same way um it feels like when you're working with west that that's an, a great adventure with a great bunch of people the cream of the crop of artisans, costume people, and then the cast, you know, is mm-hmm. who doesn't want to be around those cast people? Uh, all of that, you know. And then he uses you in, a, in, a, in, a, in an original way. I mean, the part that he gave me and uh, that he imagined for me and designed for me and helped me render in uh, in Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou was different than I'd done. And he had a very specific, as you can imagine, uh, idea of my look in it, you know, and gave and lent me the glasses that he had from uh, Mark uh, Mothersbaugh. I see. He said, "I know. I want you to wear these glasses." And, da, 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 and I'm in my pink scarf, and da, da. so all of that. It's just a, it's a spectacular experience. Um, likewise, on um, Grand Budapest Hotel, besides having you know um, so wonderful costume made and all the, the, these things that and having it was rendered in a drawing before and mm-hmm. it's just a, a kind of a beautiful thing um, he do said you, you know do huh? you like that having it all kind of put together in such a way before you well, even show up or yes it- uh, y- y- yes uh, especially when somebody with great taste and somebody who's imagining something better than you could possibly imagine for the part and how you, what you say and how you look you certainly his whole visual you know um you know point of view is like a museum yeah and so sure you want to be framed by that um but but having said that within it it feels very free too he's a real artist and wouldn't sort of use you um in and and constrain you mm-hmm. so even though he's Particular and specific, and wants you to imagine very particularly what you uh, can do, and then does 27 takes, I remember, or so in Grand Budapest Hotel, and the range is, you know, within a, within a certain range. Still within that, it feels very loving, free, uh, you know, welcoming, collaborative, you know, trustful, all, all, all of that. But I was going to say about the experience of making the movie in the middle of uh, somewhere along the line of shooting Grand Budapest Hotel. He said, you know, who you should really meet who is the the um, model for your character, as far as I'm concerned, is this guy we met, Norm Eisen. And he's the current uh, ambassador, United States ambassador of the Czech Republic. He worked in the Obama administration. He was the Obama ethics czar. And now he's the ambassador. And he showed us around because we were thinking of shooting in Prague. And so that's how we met him. But he's a great guy. And he's kind of your who I think your character is like so i went oh he through his introduction i went over and met this great man normized and stayed in the ambassador's home with his wife it's it's with history in it uh and he showed me all around his prog for a couple of days just spectacular like that so this is all under the file of the experience of shooting with west and why anybody yeah. would want to do it and now likewise isle of dogs it's just been spectacular and we just came back a few weeks ago as you know from the berlin film festival yeah. where he won the best director award and just uh, hanging out with those and he makes special dinners you know and <laughs> conversation is sparkling and you know uh, it's just spectacular yeah how does his 
energy like? Because you've worked with him on a live action film, now mm-hmm. on an animation film. Mm-hmm. So how does his energy on the set differ from like in the recording suite? So here's what happened with me in my experience. Um, he's been working on this for four years, but the recording of my part happened uh, was gonna happen when he said, "Oh, come to New York because we're getting you and this little gang of dogs, uh, of which you're part in the movie. We're gonna have Bill Murray and Bob Alaban and uh, and Ed Norton and um, Leah Schreiber there and Brian Cranston. You're all gonna be together and you know talk together. We're gonna overlap and." and do things and uh, and record you at the same time. I couldn't schedule wise for one reason or another. I couldn't, unfortunately. I was very sad about it. And he said, "Well, we'll get you by yourself." And he couldn't. He's not such a traveler, as a matter of fact. And he, and he says, "I, I got to be here in New York, so let's um, record you in a in Los Angeles, and I'll be on the phone." So that's what <laughs> I did for a few hours one day, and that's basically what I did in the movie, except a couple other parts. He said, uh, he said, he wrote me and said, you know, can you record some more of this line and this line and this line, some other versions of this and some, some of that? And I did it on my iPhone. <laughs> and I think some of that is used. And then we did this thing. I don't know if you've seen this extra material that is the kind of, uh, a kind of tra- trailer for it where you see uh, have you seen that where all no. our characters are introduced it says you know bill murray as the uh, da 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 and uh, and then you hear as if the actor is talking about having done the part kind of a b roll in you know a, a, you know making of documentary you hear it but then they animated it oh, okay to with our characters it's a really enjoyable i saw it once it's really enjoyable and that was the one part that i just improvised he said just talk a little bit like in this vein about how what it was like doing the character and your your character you know etc cetera, etc cetera, like you do when you do those kind of things and we'll animate it make something cute and i gave him like 20 minutes or 30 <laughs> minutes of me as you can imagine yak- yakking away about it and he picked you know a minute and a half of it or three minutes of it where i'm talking a little bit and i hum a little bit and and uh, I get a kick out of seeing that uh, See, animated. So, like that. So, you served as a sound mixer on this movie, too, kind of. Sound re recordist or Who something. Did? You did. Me? By recording yes. yourself. Well, I got my friend John Mastro. He, because mm. I'm kind of a, an idiot with the thing, but I said, here, get, so we got to send this to Wes. Here's the, where we send it, and let, let's make it. And uh, he's, he sort of directs me each week in my jazz gig, and so he knows my special, you know, ways a little bit. And, um, <laughs> And so we we did that together. I said, okay, well, let's hear it back. Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Okay, send send that on to them. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, are you uh, you know a fan of animation in general? Stop motion is that kind of something Ooh, that you well, dig? I like stop motion. I'm thinking of off the top of my head, Anomalisa of a couple of years ago. I really like that movie. Uh, and I like the sophisticated stop motion, and I like the sophisticated adult story in it, and the naturalistic, beautiful acting that Jennifer Jason Lee and all those people did in that movie. I sure liked Fantastic Mr. Fox. When I was a kid growing up, I saw, you know, those Ray Harryhausen movies, and I was a big fan of, I mean, that was the age. It made a big impression on me when I saw Sinbad and Jason and the Argonauts and all that. So I, I like that stuff a lot. If I, I guess if I was a kid nine years old and saw Jurassic Park, or something and saw all the latest CGI that would have I would have had another feeling about that but when I was at that ripe age for it boy that not knocked me out so I have a particular fondness for that stop motion stuff um animation you know I used to watch cartoons 
cartoons when I was young, which I liked. I sure liked, you know, Bugs Bunny, and I liked the old Popeye cartoons. I would watch a lot of those. I think I've seen every one of those. And, uh, you know, other other things. Uh, and then my sister and I, we'd go to the movies every week and see the first run of, I remember when we saw Lawrence of Arabia. No, not Lawrence of Arabia. We saw, well, maybe, maybe we did see Lawrence of Arabia, but, but we saw Bridge on the River Kwai, you know, when it first came out. And then a lot of other kind of Roger Corman movies and Vincent Price things, and we saw everything. Every couple of weeks, it was del- delicious in this wonderful movie theater in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. the suburbs of Pittsburgh. They still had, before they tore it down, a three-balconied jewel oh, wow. box, you yeah. know, and boy, oh boy, the smell of that place. It was just great. Um, and so we saw, I'll bet we saw Fantasia there when it came out. We saw a kind of impressionistic movie. Do you remember a, an animated movie that she and I saw together called Gay Paris, P-U-R-R-R-E-E-E, something like that, about cats mostly, talking yeah. cats. and and uh, But it was done kind of like in, you know, impressionistic, you know, d- d- daubs of paint. And mm-hmm. I think there was some music in it. I remember being charmed by that. I haven't see, seen it since then, I don't think. And besides that, what other, you know, in the modern... In the modern animated movies, well, you know, I'm not such a connoisseur and haven't seen the really, you know, tasty, delicious offerings from around the world. The mainstream ones, eh, to be frank, I sometimes don't exactly run out to consume. Now that I've got kids, as we were saying, a a two-and-a-half-year-old boy and an 11-month-year-old boy, two boys... um, it's going to be an issue, what, what, what I want to show them. And as a matter of fact, I put on some things. I get these screeners. So I put on something, the story of, what is it called, Mary and the Magic? Witch's Flower. Yes. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just saw we get through 15 minutes of it because he's had no screen time at all. And That's a lot of screen time in 15 minutes. Yeah. It's a lot going on there. Yeah, I guess. Well, Mama was, she speaks French to him. You know, she's partly French. She's, he's no screen time. So he says only, he was sick a couple of weeks ago. So we saw, but I like how he snuggles up to me and we watch it and he does get mesmerized by it. That's kind of the danger, I suppose. Yeah. You don't want to do that too soon and just, you know, intoxicate their brain on, 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 you know, I feel like I've already screwed up. Mine knows how to say iPad already. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're keeping all that from I guess at some point. I mean, there's some schools of thought that say, don't do, keep that up till they're 17 and nothing at home. Well, I think, geez, well, then what happens? The floodgates open and now he's not going to yeah, know discrimination right. or yeah. any of that. I, I, So I don't know. I'm just taking it one step at a time. But anyway, I showed him that, you know, so it'll, it'll be an issue what we show him. I showed him that Jeep commercial that I did for uh, Jurassic Park, you know, with, with a dinosaur are chasing me uh-huh. and he said oh yeah that's da da and you want to see that it's not scary okay so see that and he saw it and he was kind of mesmerized and at the end he went again again <laughs> he wanted to see that again uh, but I guess I'll show him something at some point I guess kids like cartoons somebody yeah. said you know who said not to drop names but as I was having one of these delicious dinners with across from Tilda Swinton who's in this cast this is in Berlin now and uh, you know Leif Schreiber I'm sitting next to Brian Cranston and she's uh, just just a wonderful, uh, you know, dinner. I'm across from West to Tilda. Was I said we were talking about this, and I said, "What should I show our kids?" Because they have two um, teenage boys. They've raised these boys, and I think they're wonderful people. And and she's a wonderful person, wonderful parent. And and um, 
She said, well, here's the thing. Once you show them modern stuff, it's too late to go back <laughs> with a fast cutting. Show them Start Buster early. Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. But, what, yeah, show them Buster Keaton. That's right. And, you know. Makes uh, sense. Yeah, she, she had a couple ideas. So, you know, when it comes to it, maybe uh, – Maybe I'll show show them. <laughs> I'll some be figuring things. that out soon too. Yeah, I you guess mentioned so. uh, Jurassic Park there. Do you mind if we venture out a little bit? I just wanted let's, to touch let's on Jurassic. Into any, I mean, you're my Sacagawea. <laughs> you're my guide. My my guide. Jurassic World: The <laughs> Fallen Kingdom, the the sequel to the monster hit Jurassic World. Yes. yes. Uh, I just find this interesting. You know, you're tackling this role of Ian Malcolm again, twenty mm-hmm. uh, some years later. Uh, I tackle it. Just, it's just, illegal. It's a legal hit. Just yeah. last year or two years ago, uh, the Independence Day sequel. You came back to that role. Is What's it? it like to come back to these roles that were sort of iconic for you in the nineties? Oh, and- oh, those, are the, yeah, those are the two. I guess that I've done. Um, even though the Thor Ragnarok was the third of those movies, but only the first Love introduction. That movie, by the way, I had yeah, Taika on the show last year. Taika Waititi. It's amazing. Is that an amazing, brilliant? An entertaining guy, yeah. delightful man in every way, and we improvised, as you can imagine, and came up with that. Yeah, that just—he's the don't... only other person who's given the photographer so much as you just did. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yes. He likes to pose for pictures. So I <laughs> get us together, and I think I saw on Instagram. I they, they were like complaining. They said, "Look, everybody's in this Marvel picture. Did you see that?" And somebody comments, "Everybody's, you know, just sitting there like a picture, and these two, you know, nincompoops are posing. What are these posings that they're doing? You know, something like that." Somebody didn't like it. Oh yeah, we like to get our picture took. We like to dress up and get our picture took. Um, so what was the fascinating thing I was saying? Yes, the two, the two repeats that I did. Oh yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I well Roland Emmerich is wonderful, and then I did the. Uh, oh yeah, then I just shot with J. A. Bayona, mm-hmm. wonderful director. The thing that I'd done with Mr. Steven Spielberg, lo, these many decades ago, uh, it was fun. Because he's wonderful. I talked to Colin Trevorrow, who wrote mm-hmm. and directed the last one, and directed that Jeep commercial mm-hmm. that I talked about. And I was particularly, by the time I got the little scene that I did, I was very excited about it, actually. And when I got a chance to, I, I started to get little ideas about how I could contribute to or otherwise, you know, tweak my lines and ideas that I had about how I might do it. I, and I thought before I get to London, before I hit the, you know, try to jump on this merry-go-round, it's not like a regular movie. Uh, I better check in with somebody and make sure I'm on the right track. So I called, arranged a call with uh, Colin Trevor, who couldn't have been nicer. And as we talked for a couple of hours and wrote things down and get, talked about the whole thing, and what we were trying to accomplish, I remember just not sitting down at all, just pacing around the room and sweating from my armpits, as I do rarely. Not not, not often, but when I'm in a creative snit of some kind, when I'm inflamed, <laughs> something happens in my armpit. You know, not just the regular just one sweat. Armpit? It's a different. No, no, no. Both, both, <laughs> okay. both, both pits. Uh, but it's a kind of a different sweat. I don't know. It's a very particular sweat that comes. I don't know if you've experienced that. Anyway, uh, so I so I had a good time doing that. And then I then I uh, got there with J A. Uh, Bayona, who was just brilliant and um, and passionate, and we had he had very strong ideas about it. You know, it was great to do it. I, it you know, it gave me another chance to. That's a nice character that uh, that Michael Crichton wrote in the book, and I got a chance to do. And people have enjoyed yeah. and told me so here and there, anecdotally. And uh, so I got I enjoyed getting a chance to dress up in black again in some way that I found pleasing, and <laughs> and say a couple of things about well about uh, science and being a uh, 
and being a um, proponent of science mm-hmm. and saying, look, don't blame science. The cu- human curiosity and investigation and the fact-based mm, storehouse that we have is deeply valuable and must be esteemed and celebrated. But those who would use the animal kingdom and our scientific achievement and knowledge for profit or for cheap entertainment or for ticket sales or for, heaven forbid, uh, militaristic power or leverage, woe be to them. And Mm -hmm. uh, as long as there's breath in my body, I will resist and oppose them. You know, something like that. So it's a good, it's a good idea. They're they're full of some interesting ideas. So I like getting another crack at that, you know. Cool. Yeah. Did you see the, uh, they've got the Funko Pop Target exclusive. Have you seen it? When you see, when you tune into Conan tonight, (laughs) from whence I just came, uh, delightful man that he is. We had a good time. And he, Daniel Ferguson, the segment producer, you know, who gets on the phone, does a little pre-interview with you before this a couple of days ago, sent me a, a, a little text saying, "Hey, look at this picture. You know this doll? If you, if we're trying to find one because we want to have it on the show and talk about it, but we can't get it's it. It's sold out like immediately. It yeah. sold out immediately from Target last night. Told me, but yesterday I just happened to be doing publicity for a Jurassic Park vi- video game that I'm part of, and so and the guys who were kind of in- involved in that made it. I got it. I talked to it. And I said, "Hey, I'm going on Conan tomorrow. We got to get that." doll if you can help us get that doll and they did and i brought it to kona tonight so if you tune in tonight you'll see us playing with the doll i saw it i've got it in my car right now because i'm coming right from it it's my car i'm going to take it home to the boys and you know they can they can abuse it it's like the uh, the Green Power Ranger, whichever one was really rare back in the day. Really? There's, so there was some Power Ranger that was like a big deal, like the white one or the green one. Or yeah, don't something. pretend that you, you, you don't know I everything swear, about that, it. That was right when I was like out of toys, so I definitely don't know a lot about really? it. Really? But you have a shelf full of a lot of things. Still in the box, like Steve Carell in 40-year-old version, <laughs> even want, though you're a handsome, studly man. I want the, the one of you with your shirt off. That's an awesome little you do? Funko Pop doll. All right, yeah. I think it's awesome, too. Well, all the others are just like standing by bobbly headed style <laughs> yeah. but then they made this one you know of that you it's know. like they know what the fan base wants yeah, well, they we'll want see. the shot of ian malcolm I with his sweaty chest out i guess they <laughs> I, I guess they do well uh i had a really weird question for you i don't oh, know I like that weird there's no weird question. been asked about this before but you know i was looking Uh-oh. into independence day resurgence and everything and i started thinking mm-hmm. about aliens i was watching independence day again mm-hmm. the other night mm-hmm. have you ever seen a ufo well, as, as Neil deGrasse Tyson or those people would tell us, a UFO, sure, we've seen op- flying objects sure. that are unidentified. Right. Yeah, I've seen idiot that I am. I've seen many things in the sky where I go, I don't know what that is. What the heck's that? <laughs> that's a that's which qualifies as in my world a UFO. I, right. It's unidentified by me. Um, maybe there's some things that are unidentified by a lot of people. Maybe by everybody. Maybe nobody knows what things some things are. But um, as I read about, because I have a special interest, you know, I do my due diligence and a little research, I'm drawn to the people who are science-oriented and who say, you know, it would be fun to believe in all sorts of things, but there's never been a stitch of evidence, not Mm -hmm. real evidence that they find any credible belief in. Uh, that has said that we've ever been visited by any any ec- extraterrestrial, and certainly nobody has s- swept somebody up and abducted them and probed them or any of that stuff that you hear. Many people 
convinced that it happened. Nope. I don't think I've never seen anything, nor do I think uh, anybody has seen anything that's come from another planet. Have you seen this footage that they've been like releasing? Uh Oh, here Uh you go. No, no, no. Listen, this is declassified footage of like Navy pilots stuff that they saw, like a a, an object flying at ridiculous speeds and stuff. And it's been lately, and it's kind of weird. I'm like, are they preparing us? They're gonna. They really announce something. Yeah, they, they come on, go with me on this. I'll, I'm with you. I, I, I think I see where you're where you're coming from. I just but, think it's interesting. So you know, yeah. I, I didn't know. I was wondering what your thoughts were, but I'm surprised that you're such a pragmatist. In that no, way. no, no. I've got to deprogram. We've got to get you in a room and deprogram you. <laughs> no, get that uh, Michael Shermer Skeptic Mag- Magazine. Do you know Michael Shermer's uh, Skeptic Magazine? Mm-mm. Oh yeah, yeah. All these. You know, if it's fun to believe in crop circles and all that, yeah. <laughs> r- r- read up and uh, see uh, see why uh, it's uh, nonsense. Well, a lot I of just that talk- certainly, but. Yeah, I talk well, but but not UFOs. Yeah, crop circles, sure. But uh, pixies and fairies don't don't tell me about those. I think there's you know there's something in between. Well, there's something in between. Look, yes, well, well, scientists would say we don't. There's plenty we don't know. We don't know, and but we're curious. But you know, um, but you know, we, we 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 know what we. Don't know, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But oh yes, the portal into reality is. Listen, I've devoted my life to poetry and to the unseen, you know, and to the imagination and all that. So I, I love it. I'm no, yeah. you know, banker. I'm no meat and potatoes <laughs> uh, guy who won't get down on the floor with right. my uh, kids and crawl around. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm of the other. I'm, I'm, I've, I've been interested in magic and the miraculous all my life. Yeah. But I'm led currently to most. If I was going to show the boys something, in fact, it uh, wouldn't be a fairy story. It would be uh, they come up with that plenty of those. Yeah. I'd say, look, here, here's the Big Bang. Here's what happened. It's pre- plenty. If you're not inspired by and feel a, a wonderment by the facts of our stardust mm-hmm. reality, you know, uh, read a little more. <laughs> sure. Look, I wasn't trying to get you to join me in a tinfoil hat. No, kind no. Of. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm with you. I, I, I kind of like, like the theory that, you know, I can't remember the name of the theory, but it's like by the time any civilization could get so advanced that yes. they could reach us, yes. they would have been obliterated by some thing like – a meteor hitting the planet or whatever, you know, just the fact that you, uh, civilization just can't even get to that point because it's such an advanced point to get to before something would wipe them out and that civilization would start all over. You well, know what I mean? as we know, so, it's a blink of an eye ago that we have the power ourselves to, uh, you know, self-annihilate. Mm-hmm. We, we better figure out mm-hmm. in a hurry, you know, how to manage ourselves and how to cure our mental illness, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Uh, before we're done in and before we mess up our own environment too, you know, we got to figure out how to continue. We're so such smarty pants, you know, we can, we can destroy ourselves. No, we got, which I also reference as Ian Malcolm in this new movie, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta manage Cause I talk about the dinosaurs and, you know, genetic, Mm -hmm. you know, tinkering Mm -hmm. and that's a powerful thing too. Mm -hmm. That's why we got to be especially smart and, uh, compassionate and wise and, uh, large in our thinking and feeling yeah Mm. i'm looking forward to that uh before i let you go we're kind of segueing into it in a weird way but i wanted to talk about the right stuff it's 35th anniversary it's one of my favorite movies uh, ever really you were obviously a part of that movie i'm just curious what kind of memories you have of working on that wonderful memories gee i like that movie too well philip kaufman is a that was the second movie that i'd done with him because i'd already done invasion of the body snatchers right Mm. in 78 and this was or did i do one before the other Anyway, well, I did a. Price those, stuff was eighty three. So was 
Right side was 83. Mm-hmm. And, right, and Invasion of the Bicycles yep. was 78. So way before. Right, right, right. Well, he's, he's a, a brilliant and rare individual and director, and he took this lovely book and that interesting, um, you know, those interesting events and made a, made a, made some kind of movie out of it. Yeah, I loved working with Harry Shearer, you know. We had funny <laughs> stuff to do. And uh, Kim Stanley, uh, we overlapped. I saw her mm-hmm. in the flesh in a couple of days. I think she's a is a somebody who's really it's, it's wonderful. And then Sam Shepard, I saw with my very own eyes and spoke to and shot a game of pool with, I think, one oh, night. That's and awesome. He's amazing. Yes, yes. Plus all those guys who were the astronauts, you know. Oh, yeah. No. And, of course, Caleb Dashnell mm-hmm. was the cinematographer. And I remember him smoking up the whole place with, you know, bee smoke and me running endlessly down the hall and them getting shots of my feet. You know, it was very painterly. You know, everything was very beautifully shot. And, yeah, yeah. Philip. 35 years. Can you believe that? Oh, my gosh. 35 yeah. years. And, of course, we shot it. Weren't we in San Francisco? That's Philip Kaufman's hangout, you know. Oh, yeah. I think so. And of course, Barbara Hershey. Yeah, we were around. We were around there. That's his. Uh, those are his stopping grounds. Yeah, I think. Oh no! And then we went out on a, a carrier. You know, yeah, where you're uh, throwing up. Yes, yes, where we're <laughs> throwing up. And and Harry and I stayed overnight on the ship oh, one wow. night because we had to get you know the early morning sunlight the next day. So we had to be out in the middle of the ocean, sleeping on one of those things. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> something. And then I think there was a situation we didn't have lodging or something, and Phil put the two of us up in his house, his wonderful house in San Francisco. And oh, he's great, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I let you go, sorry, this has been such a scattered. I'm a bouncy flipperty gibbet. I, th- I feel like people might not know you're an Oscar nominated filmmaker. Well, you received an Oscar nomination for your short you film. I little did surprises. Short, little surprises. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I tried to no, find okay. it. Yeah. It's the only thing you've ever directed, right? Yes, sir. It you is. just want to go out on top with the nomination? Uh, I guess <laughs> so. I, ta- I taught acting. I love to talk about craft. I worked, I, you know, I studied with great people early on and with Sanford Meisner. Uh, you know, so I love the classroom, and I kind of wanted to teach in order to really kind of understand it better than I did just as a student. Um, and I love teaching. I love the idea of, you know, like awakening and otherwise contributing and uh, somebody's, you know, um, journey um, to somebody's journey. And so it came out of that. This, you know, I sort of wanted to improvise. I never really wanted to be a director or to particularly have the job of directing. But with these students, we started to fool around and came up with a story through some improvisations because I liked that. And, and then we had to get a couple of people, a couple of actors, seasoned actors. And boy, we got Rod Steiger and Julie Harris. Not too bad. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Uh, I, I was, well, they were particularly inspirational to me and to the other people in the school who were, you know, classroom fevered, you know, and my, somebody who was in, you know, on the waterfront and, you know, and east of Eden, mm-hmm. you know, we were just, uh, and I was crying while I was watching Julie Harris, you know, I was crying every day, you know, kind of watching them. Yeah, I loved it. And then, we, then, and then my friend ben, Benny Wallace, we figured out some music that was kind of Thelonious Monk-like, and I had a good time doing every, 
aspect of that and working on the editing. And then, yeah, lo and behold, it got nominated for a for an Oscar. Yeah. You'll never go back to it? No more directing? Well, I, you know, I don't it's know. Kind of, it might be tempting to just leave it. Look, I'm an Oscar. The only thing I ever made yeah. got nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, so maybe so. I <laughs> <laughs> take my chips, yeah. And I'm still I'm, I'm, I'm having fun acting, you know. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, go see this movie, Isle of Dogs. By the way, Isle of Dogs, I love dogs. That totally blew my mind two days ago. I just well, now realized this. So the same thing happened to me, like – you know, during the publicity process, I think, or some, you know, a year, year after I did it, somebody said, oh, yeah, I love dogs, I love dogs, I love dogs. I went, what? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I love dogs, I love dogs. Oh, my gosh. How, how did I not figure that out? I'm sure Wes Anderson... I'm sure they put that in there, but I, I didn't see it. You. It's like those old pictures that you saw on Hollywood Boulevard through the glass, the window. You looked at it. It was just kind of dots. And then you went, uh-oh, I'm in. I'm in. And then you could see a picture in the 3D picture. Like a magic eye painting. You remember yeah, those? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like those. Yeah. <laughs> Isle of Dogs is, uh, comes out May, March. Jeez. March 23rd. Right. All the M months just start to crash in my head. I'm looking over to the publicist to get the right. correct release date. That may be your contact with <laughs> alien life from these UFOs. <laughs> That's what that happened. Messed with your, yeah, some of the bridges might be down. March 23rd. There you go. She okay. gave me the thumbs up. And Jurassic World is later this year. Yes. Check that out. Can't wait to see you take on Ian Malcolm again. You're so nice. Hey, and I just came from that movie that I did called uh, Hotel Artemis with Jodie Foster yeah, and Starling Kane Brown. Lay it all out. What I else you got? To, and I just did a movie. You may be interested in this. Do you know this director named Rick Alverson? Mm-mm. He directed the comedy with Tim Heidecker, and he directed his last movie was Entertainment mm. with John C. Riley and Michael oh, yeah. Sarah and Greg Tarkington. He's an interesting director, and we just <laughs> did this little movie with me and Ty Sheridan. Uh, I'm going to have Ty on the show and, in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Ready Player One, of course, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's a wonderful guy. Yeah. He's, he's v- very talented. And uh, Udo Kier was in it. Mm. And an, a French actor that uh, of whom I, I wasn't aware before Rick Alverson turned me on to it, um, named uh, Denis Levant. Ask Ty Sheridan about Denis Levant, who's in a movie called Holy Motors. He's, oh, is that the Holy Motors guy? Yes. Oh, that's an amazing performance. Amazing performance. Well, he is an amazing actor. He's in this movie, too. Yeah, okay. Oh, and Udo Kier, who was in, you know, yeah. early Andy Warhol stuff and Lars von Trier things. Oh, yeah. This may be an, an interesting little uh, little thing. What's that called? It's called The Mountain. The Mountain. The Mountain. So just go see all of Jeff's movies. They're coming out. Yes, you yes, should go please. see them. Yes. And Jeff Goldblum, thanks for coming on the show. You're really welcome. Appreciate and come it. see our jazz group at Rockwell every uh, Wednesday. Every Wednesday night. Uh, yeah, I play piano in a jazz group every Wednesday at Rockwell. I'll pop in sometime. Pop in. And then we're at the uh, uh, Arroyo Seco Festival. Oh, really? Coming up this summer. Oh, yep. It's right in my neighborhood. Hey, okay. There Stop you go. By. I'll see you many places. Thanks for coming on, Jeff. Thank appreciate you, it. Thanks. Thank you.